welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I am your host, Susie Meister, and I'm here with my best friend, Sarah Rice. That's me. Hi, <laughs> Sus. We have a really fun show today. We Oh, I wanted to talk about, because we <laughs> before we went on the air, <laughs> we were talking about how much we love each other and how every episode should just be about how much we love each other. But then I also said we love our listeners. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to touch on that before we started. Good. Because they keep writing really personal, lovely messages. Yeah. Which you probably don't see because you... <laughs> I do! What are you talking about? I read them all. And you know what? I'm always excited about how many of them involve people encouraging us to uh, enjoy our vino. Right. That's They're right. supportive of our alcoholism, yeah, which is nice. it's real nice. Um, Sarah's dog is very lively today, so you might be hearing from him. And he's getting so big, he just almost jumped up on that chair. He can. He can he's got mad hops now. And oh, my God. he thinks God. that he runs the place. And whatever he wants, he tries to get. So I got to keep him in check because he's starting <clears throat> to run the house, and I don't like that. Well, we have a fun episode because I got to choose the topic today. Yeah, what are we talking about today, Suze? We're talking about boobs. I was going to say, so we're talking about two things. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about... <laughs> Ah, boob and boob. The right and the left. Hey, question. Yeah. Do you have a name for yours? I don't. I don't either, but some people do, and some people have a different name for their, like, right and left. Do you have a name for your vagina? Like, oh, no. But, like, I'm trying I to do. think of, like... You do? Yeah, Gina. Gina. You know, like, vagina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it also yeah. seems like yours would be a Gina. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like... Yeah. What could you possibly mean by that? Like, she probably has short hair, and it would be... <laughs> like, I could see her as a redhead, too. I don't know. She's not. <laughs> she's I'm, bald. I know that she's, she's probably bald, but... Yeah, she's... Why? Do you think Gina's, like, sporty? Yeah, sporty. <laughs> Definitely sporty. Or, like, Gina. Like, like sassy. Gina. Gina likes playing softball on Sundays, and Gina likes to go to the farmer's market. <laughs> that is so great. Well, we're going to have to come up with a name for your vagina. Maybe we can leave it up to our listeners. <laughs> oh, Nick. You know what? Somebody else gave mine a name once. I mean, not a guy. Like, somebody just thought, look, like, took a look at me and was like, yeah, hey, your vagina should be named this. I pressed probably on a challenge or something. Uh, probably. Probably. Is I decided that, that living in the challenge house is like living in the YouTube comments. It, yes. <laughs> you know? You're abs- and then they dive deeper into like whatever. They're like, oh, you don't have a name for your vagina? Well, let's discuss that for the next hour and a half. And also let's talk about, you know, every yeah. whatever. Yes. Failed waxing job. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You're I've never it. been waxed. What? I've never done. Didn't we do that in shave? Brazil? Didn't we yeah, go? Yeah, I have to. There's no other. I can't shave. What happens? Nasty like, rash. Yeah. Well, mm. it's just like because I have really curly hair. Oh. So I get ingrown hairs. So I never I gotta, thought like, about that. Laser it off or wax it off. Mm-hmm. Laser or, or waxing in Brazil was the greatest. I didn't even feel it. I mean, they live up to their $10. reputation. Yeah. They do. That's why it's Nate. What in the hell? Do you? I don't know if you guys can hear Sarah's dog, but it is like poltergeist over he does, here. He does sound like that. He does sound like he's Good possessed. God. Anyway, the reason that I wanted to have an oh, before we do our episode about boobs, we got to first talk about Fabletics. Tell me about it. Our new partner. Well, have you seen the ads with Kate Hudson where she's looking all super beautiful and sassy? Yes, I sure have. Yeah, and she she's modeling her 
companies, athletic wear, or as we call it, athleisure. I love that. I love that it's become acceptable. <clears throat> if not, not only acceptable, encouraged. It's on trend. It's on trend to wear active wear yoga pants <sighs> yeah. everywhere all the time. And I love it. Well, and then we got ours in the mail and we were both, it was as if we received like a mink coat. We were just going crazy about the quality of the fabric and how we we were wondering if you know they they're, they're so affordable that we thought oh maybe well, it's going to be thin, but it's I awesome material that's yeah. how, that's kind of been like my deal with all like finding that I'm on the quest for the perfect yoga pant and I I feel so silly I go in the dressing room and then I bend over and I make sure that like if I'm doing a squat you couldn't see it uh, you want full coverage it's not pricey that's what happens. But these ones, the material feels exactly the same as like luxury workout pants that are five times the price. Easy. Well, you guys should check them out. Fabletics.com slash candy. It's our special URL so that you guys can go. You can take this quiz on like, what do you like to wear and how do you like to work out? And they give you outfits. You just click, oh, I want that whole outfit. And you don't have to worry about pairing things together. So if you go to fabletics.com slash candy, you can get a complete set an outfit for just 25 bucks with free shipping and this is really cute stuff that you're gonna want to wear so Adorable. do that um it's a subscription service so you can become a, a vip member and then um they'll send you outfits that are tailored to your preferences and they're super cute and they're meant for the lady on the go oh and there's a men's section i didn't oh i saw it they have okay. really great stuff yeah i checked that out fl2 yeah, yeah, yeah. is the name of their men's line so you can check that out too Anyway, fabletics.com slash candy. Back to boobs. Boobs. Um, so the reason that I wanted to do this episode is because I read this wonderful book called Breasts, A Natural and Unnatural History by Florence Williams. And um, it came out a few years ago and it was highly recommended. And then I was so impressed with it. Like in the first few pages, you can see how many like pages I folded down. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to remember that. I got to remember that. And... Because it's a lot about how boobs are essentially a sponge. And so, like, they're Ugh. they're out there in the world and they can absorb all the crap. So if you live in an area with higher levels of, like, toxins, the environment, pollutants, then your boobs are just taking all that on. Oh, and then I think about women who are breastfeeding. And right. How... And it's a problem. Or you see, like, such a rise in breast cancer. That, yes. Well, because they're sponges. Yeah. And the puberty age has gone down. And the hormones in our food. You know, I had a weird experience. I drank, so you know, I don't have a lot of boobs anyway. I'm like an A cup. Proud of it. I'm a proud 34A. You carry your 42A with pride. I love your boobs. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, Yeah, they're nice. And I have good boob to nip ratio. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? Wait, don't rush over that. What? Boob to nipple ratio is important. It's super crucial. Cause I mean, some people might like those silver dollar ones. I heard guys that I was overhearing a conversation that went on in the challenge house about guys talking and one guy had a thing for really big nipples. Yeah. I could so see that. You got him. You yeah. Know, well, that's what's it. fun about boobs is you would think there wouldn't be as much variation but anybody that's been in a locker room yeah. knows. Oh, I mean, it, it doesn't even matter. Like, you would think they would correlate I, with your I body I think it's kind of like there's no two alike. It's like a snowflake thing. 
You don't even have a matching set with the one on the left and the right. They, those two don't even match. And even after I got breast implants, which they they adjust the size of the implant, like they're different sized implants based mm-hmm. on how big your boob is, to hopefully make them even, they're still not matched. Yeah, your body just... You, well, all you have to do is work one arm more than the other, and then it like lifts one up. But uh, what I was going to say is, like, I because I don't have a lot of boob, I noticed when I went on like a soy milk kick about five years ago for a while, and this was before I knew about what was really in soy milk, and I noticed <clears throat> that my boobs started to look like prepubescent boobs, like like right before like thirteen year old like Ooh, the triangle. Kind of pointy. Yes. <sighs> Yes, that was it. They looked like gynecomastia or whatever boob, like a boy boob. And it was because of the hormones that were in the soy milk. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding because uh, Landon was the one who told me. He was like, well, maybe you should cut out soy milk. And so I stopped drinking soy milk. Boob problem went away. I'm like speechless, which is horrible for a podcast. (laughs) But I just cannot believe that. It really, it was like, I saw it as clear as day that that was what I started drinking it. That's like, I just got really, I don't know. There was like a brand of soy milk that was delicious and I ate a lot. I don't know. So yeah, Mm. but they went away as soon as I stopped. Mm. So don't, don't have too much of the hormones because it'll totally do that. Mm -mm. It has a a estrogen in it. Right. And that's. Also, the reason that girls are hitting puberty earlier, and the problem with that is for for every year earlier it is, you increase your likelihood of getting breast cancer by 50% or something. What? Yeah. So, like, the oh longer you can delay puberty, the better. And instead, we're making it younger this and younger. Is a, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, we're, like, puberty younger, life expectancy older. That doesn't line what, up. By the end of our lives, let me get this statistic. Um... Let me see. Ooh, I had it. Let me see. Hold on. There's a statistic in here about by if you live to be 90. Well, at any rate, it's one in 2.5 Americans will have cancer oh, God. in their lifetime. So I, I don't know specifically for breast, mm-hmm. but I mean. That's like pretty much. I think it was 12%. That, that sounds, that would make sense. And that's horrifying to me. Cheese. Um, but one of the fun facts that I found in the book, because it's not all doom fun and gloom. Fun facts about fun bags? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that the, so people that have a mastectomy now, they will often get reconstructive mm-hmm. surgery. So they'll take stuff from other parts of their bodies and make boobs. But um, they used to do prosthesis. And oh, so. I get it. Because you have to build the tissue up. Yeah. It's more than just the boob job. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to put it all mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, the woman that cr- designed the prosthesis for mastectomy folks is, was a woman named Ruth Handler, who was a breast cancer patient. And funnily enough, she was also the inventor of the Barbie. What? Isn't that great? Well, it kind of makes sense. It does. I love it so much. And I just that, think like, I mean, cause there's just plastic and plastic. She was, she knew boobs. She she was a sculptor of plastic boobs. Well, um, were you a Barbie lover? Mm, I was a Barbie owner, but (laughs) Barbie owner. Yeah, they were like canvases for me. I got. I like to cut their hair and like put like paint their faces and paint paint them and well, what do you make clothes for them and stuff? What do you think of the new um, line of Barbies that are more like realistic or something? I I like them. I like, like you like the concept. I like that there's, okay, 
I like that there are options. And what I really wish is I wish Barbie weren't, and I know it kind of goes against what Barbie is. Like Barbie is just one girl, one person. But it would be nice if it's, if instead, like, I don't know. It just seems like when you label, like, this is the tall Barbie, this is the, uh, you know, chubby Barbie, this is the curvy Barbie, this is the whatever. Like, it would be nice if they were just, it was just like a person and that was just their name and they didn't have to label it like the tall Barbie. Mm -hmm. It was like, instead, maybe, you know, Barbie had new friends and they had different names all their own. Instead of it being like tall Barbie, it could be just like Julie, you know, (laughs) it's Julie. Well, do you remember, um, Barbie's friend Skipper? Yeah, I do. I kind (laughs) of always thought, she or was wait, like was that her cousin or her friend? The Kimmy Gibbler of Barbies. <laughs> I do. She, right? Just kind of like why? That. Why do you think? Because that? she was like the best, the friend, and you never really wanted to like date her. You just wanted to like, you know. Well, um, why do you think that you felt that way though? What made her? Fr- she wasn't more a sex spot like Barbie was. Yeah, but here's what I think. Here's what? the subliminal message that I think you were getting. Yeah. Skipper. Well, she was shorter. Yeah. But she also had flat feet, so she was, like, ready for sports. Action. You know, Action. I never really noticed that. The feet make a big difference. Because Barbie is stuff, pretty much immobile. With right. Her, how messed up is it that they were like, how should we make Barbie's feet? Should we make them like they really are in human life? Or <laughs> just ready to be put into a high heel? <laughs> it's absurd. It really is absurd. She doesn't even have any options for flat footwear. No. Oh, the bunions on Barbie must be... <laughs> Where's Barbie podiatrist? She would have a huge, industry, huge so business. True. The richest Barbie of all is podiatrist. podiatrist Barbie. Hey, we're onto something. That's freaking funny. It's really funny. Buzzfeed could do a list of like top ten Barbie and how much money she probably right, makes. Like if Barbies were like Barbie. Yeah, real people <laughs> who well, like who, blowout Barbie, like the ones like a, a, a one who worked at a salon and gave like those blowouts all day. She probably rich. make a lot of money. Uh-huh. Yeah, manicurist. Mm-hmm. Definitely car wash Barbie because that dream car, car has got to be washed a lot. It's always shiny. It's really funny. So it probably has a daily car wash. I'm just saying. I was a Barbie enthusiast. Like you I, loved Barbie. I really did. I really like, I had a whole, you know, think, okay, let me paint the picture for you. I'm yeah. the youngest of five. Uh-huh. We had seven people living in my house and it's like the, the my house was probably 1500 square feet. Oh, wow. That's like, a lot of people in a little space. Yeah. And so I set up Barbie's camp in, Barbie's <laughs> in the laundry room, like on the linoleum where like the mold was. <laughs> the, <laughs> the black mold. Where the mold was. <laughs> But that was my little area, and I could play all day, and oh, I did. I can see little Susie it. in my head. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. And I, I do wonder, like, what impact that. Well, you had. look like her now. Yeah, maybe I'm subconsciously trying to live up to this ideal. But Barbie doesn't age, so I'm chasing the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't even have older Barbie either. Why don't they have they the don't, dolls of Thank old God. People? What? What? Who would want that? I don't even like old real but people. What? <laughs> <laughs> what if you like loved your grandma? And wouldn't it be nice to have a doll that was like a grandma doll? I guarantee you that would not be flying off the shelves. <laughs> okay, maybe you're right. Can you imagine? No, you're right. But maybe every grandma would like buy that for their... Because they would want... Maybe that's why we don't like old people. Because they're not... 
seen anywhere. My favorite Barbie was Peaches and Cream. What did it smell? Yeah, it did, and it had. She had a beautiful dress. I loved Peaches it. Peaches and Cream. <laughs> she had. She this... sounds like she should be in a rap video. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you a picture where she's. Beautiful. Is it and or is it in apostrophe? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Peaches and Cream. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's so I did have. A Barbie. It wasn't an official licensed Barbie. It was like an off-brand Barbie. You're kidding that me. That was given to me at the Gay Pride Parade in Santa Monica when I was about eight or nine years old. And a drag queen gave to me. And it was a bar off-brand Barbie dressed in drag. And it was like... You still have it? This is the saddest part. Is I left it in our at minivan when we went through the car wash... And when I got, when we got the car back from the car wash, like we were standing there, the doll was missing. And I went into hysterics. I was like, I know it was in there. How I old left were you? It was a straight uh, Toy Story moment where the doll was on my seat and then it was not. And either somebody stole it or it pulled a Woody and Buzz and got up and walked away. That's sad. I know. I was like eight or nine, and I really, it was such a cool doll because I loved the drag queen who gave it to me. It was so awesome. <laughs> that's so you. So, so me. I like peaches and cream, and you like drag queen Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense for us. Um, Before we go on, I want to talk about one more thing. We got a lot to talk about. Listen, we haven't even gotten to what size your boobs are. Oh my God. Well, we will. Okay. Before we talk about my boob size, I want to talk about my abs. I have been using Slender Tone now for weeks, and I don't know about you, Sarah, but I am loving it. And now I feel like it's just a part of my routine and a part of my like everyday workout schedule, and it reminds me, oh yeah, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And it just makes me feel stronger and more toned, and so I want you guys to try it. If you go to slendertone.com and use the um, offer code BRAINCANDY, you get 20% off these abdominal toners. They're basically a belt that you wear, and they stimulate your muscles. They make you toner and stronger, and um, they have tons of science to back it up, and athletes all over the world are using it too. It's just a great addition to your workout routine. So slendertone.com, promo code BRAINCANDY to get 20% off abdominal toners. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. Back to boobs. So here's some other things I learned. Um, this is fun. Let's see. What can I tell you? Oh, this is fun. How about during your cycle, mm -hmm. in the middle of your cycle, mm -hmm. when estrogen levels peak, your verbal and fine motor skills improve? Improve? Yes. It makes you sharper. Figure that one out. Huh. I can believe that. <laughs> I could say anything and you'd say that. That's true. <laughs> but, but it's interesting, um, right? Well, you know, that's fascinating to me because... Now, you said your verbal skills. Verbal and fine motor and fine skills. motor. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I feel like the the week leading up. Yeah. Mm, I'm about as klutzy as you get. So Come on. Yes. And I, I heard that, well, 
many women have their period in time with the lunar cycle. And when we are experience at certain times in the lunar cycle when like the gravitational pull of the moon is felt the most, it kind of in a very, 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 very small way, but still measurable squeezes the earth and makes it into more of a oblong oblong shape. And that minute change changes our depth perception and our ability to like, if we reach for something, it's, a teeny, teeny, teeny bit farther away than it was before, or closer than it was before, or whatever. Farther away, I guess. And it makes you klutzier. It makes you more clumsy. So oh. when that's timed perfectly with my period, it's like I get it from both ends, and I knock everything. I am like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> that's hilarious. But then, like, the week of, I kind of can see that. I'm, like, on my game, <clears throat> like, day two. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, you fit the profile then. Interesting. My boobs are... Do yours get bigger when you're on your period? They probably do, but I never notice. You don't notice? Mm -mm. Oh, Landon loves it. He always looks down and he's like, whoa, we're feeling a little busty today. Get out of here. He He notices every single time. He's like, oh yeah, those things are massive today. (laughs) That's... Is he a boob guy? Uh, he says no. Okay. But I think he's just being nice. But I think he likes boobs. Who doesn't like boobs? That's a thing. If I were a dude, I would want to... Bl- Man, on those days where my boobs are a little bit bigger... What do I you feel? What do you time. feel? What do I feel? Yeah, like when when they're bigger, what do you feel uh, mentally? Like more what? Oh. Oh, it kind of makes me feel more f- feminine. Like sexier? Sexier. Yeah. yeah, and then I like squeeze them together and I like to like play with the top of them because I have cleavage for like the first time. I get, I basically, I have two days of cleavage a month. <laughs> and so I just like squeeze them and wear a big bra and like That's maybe something men don't realize is we like touching them too. I, I do. I, I like, like how they feel the like, like when I push them together and then I kind of like bounce the top of them like that. It's like a little trampoline from a finger. You know how men play with their balls? Yeah. Well, women are like that with their boobs. Yeah, we just are more like uh, inconspicuous. I do it all the time, actually. Yeah. Mine are a 34D. Yeah, they're That's, awesome. Well, but I used to be a 34B. That's what I was before I got my boob job. And they always say when you go in, like, nobody ever regrets getting them bigger. People yeah. regret. Yeah. Like, I wonder why that is. Because if you say, like, everyone goes in and says, I want a, a full C. That's what yeah. everyone said. And then the doctor always says, well, I'm going to recommend you go bigger because everyone that gets that feels like they did it for nothing. See, I don't think I, if I were to get them done, which now I don't think I would. Okay. What are you feeling about it? Because in a previous episode, there was a much uproar because you said that you considered getting a boot job. There was also uproar from my husband after that episode came out. Well, but was the uproar about you feeling like he would want you to? No, he didn't want me to think that... That mattered to him. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Don't do it for me. Do it for you. Like, I will like Okay, so what are you feeling now? Boobs. <sighs> I think you look great. Well, thanks so much, Suze. You know, I, you, I guess, really, there's nothing a good bra can't just fix for me. Because mm-hmm. it's really just certain outfits. Okay. I went and tried on a shirt the other day, and I had a big you know, pad a bra with it. And I was like, this is, this looks ridiculous. And then I took off the bra and I wore no bra and I was like, Oh, this looks great with no bra. on." Mm. And I like the flexibility. Of, right. I can wear no bra all the time. Like, and they're not going at also gravity. 
not going to be a problem. Nowhere for them to go. Nothing for it. Nothing to fall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, I, I would imagine they're just going to stay looking like this for a while. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. But I swear when I have kids, they're going to be get huge. My mom just says, don't. Permanently? And I remember my mom having, a, like in all of her pictures and wedding and honeymoon and all that, she did not. She had a chest like me. And then what? And now she's got big boobs. So three kids later, my mom's got, and they're like not terrible. Yeah, the book talks about how we're the only mammals that like when we're adults, our bodies aren't fully developed. Like, because what... When you're pregnant, your boobs change size. Yeah. And it's not just sort of like inflating. They're actually cellularly changing. Wow. And that's um, unheard of. And so scientists are kind of stumped about why. Because you don't need a big boob to feed your baby. No, you don't. And so we can't figure out. Okay. Okay. Let's really think about that. So <clears throat> your boobs change and they get bigger, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has something to do with you needing to be more, like, from a biological, like, a male's perspective biologically, need to give off the sign that you are more, I don't know, still fertile or still, Mm -hmm. like, or or do something to show that you're more. But if you're pregnant, you're not fertile. Um, I know, but afterwards, maybe. Oh, oh, but mine, like, like for a lot of people, it really varies. Like some people say they get bigger, oh, and then some people they just got smaller, disappeared. Yeah, and what that's why I was like, screw this, I'm getting a good job. That's not, that can't be it. Because it makes it made me feel really angry. Like this person had hijacked my body, <laughs> and, and then that's the things I get. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I hear something about, like, have you heard that certain gender affects your body one way? If you have a boy, I can't remember which it is, but, like, a boy is more detrimental to your body, but, like, less difficult Great, to deal in every with other way. less difficult to deal with when they're like a person that's interesting or and the reverse of the girls girls are nicer on your body but they're more difficult to deal with but i can't remember it, which it is if it, it, it's one of the it, it might be the reverse of that but anyways hmm. it doesn't matter anymore because i don't remember well it's a weird thing that happens and like i i didn't want to breastfeed and then I felt I kind of like got guilted into it because I believe in science. Why and, didn't you want to breastfeed? Um, I if I analyze it, I think that it was like a yeah. hang up from my mom and like how I grew up was very like there was a lot of shame about body like oh, and okay. and and I remember they would sit and say things like how women that would breastfeed in public, how gross, you know, that type of thing. And that's disgusting. And that you should be, it's almost like you should be ashamed. And so like, Mm. so you didn't lump it into kind of the natural package of like what was involved or the, what came with motherhood. Um, 
I did intellectually, like, uh-huh. and that's why I ended up doing it. Yeah. But emotionally, I was sort of like, what's a big, t- why, why do I have oh, to do this too? Hey. You know, like carrying the kid for nine months. God, is our enough. parents fuck us up. Really bad. That's the truth. Well, and then I did it and it was the worst experience of my life. You know, I'm glad you said that because I would say that I have the same amount of friends who have been through the process of having a child and having to go through the early stages of feeding who have told me, I have just as many, if not more, who said that breastfeeding was the worst thing that they've ever had to do than ones who told me it was the best. It was magical and wonderful. Yeah. And they also, every single friend who said that to me said they wish somebody talked to them about that or how come nobody else told them about that. And it seems that everyone I know has gone through this. And mm-hmm. that leads to when your body is has just had, when you've just had a baby and your body's used to getting a certain amount of hormones and a certain amount of these chemicals that come with the baby and everything like that. And now the baby's gone. Your body's been used to getting those chemicals for the last nine months and all those like good, wonderful things that make you your mood so great. Then that goes away. And then you don't have the breastfeeding to keep those hormones kind of going. It's like quitting a drug cold turkey. And the mm. depression is they go hand in hand. Yeah. And so of course <clears throat> you're going to experience some form of postpartum if it went and then women just think they're alone and they're absolutely not. And this is totally biological and chemical and there's like nothing no matter that it has nothing to do with you. It's the Well, process. the weird thing is I feel like it's perpetuated by other women. There is a lot of this like mm. oh my god, like when you're pregnant and it's like the other women put all this like it's so magical like oh my god it's the best thing it'll ever happen to you and breastfeeding even like the, <laughs> even like the people that say it was hard and stuff yeah you're right everyone's experience is so individual that i don't like how we p- project onto each other well and that's just something that is this has been studied like children and happiness and recently has been studied and, and a lot of new things have come to light that have made people kind of that people like don't really want to hear it. like surprise your kids don't make you happier no um they don't uh but okay so i think there's something that our brain does in the retelling of information or in the especially in the reflecting on things where you will positively when you look back at the situation and you're out of it, like when you're out of the situation and you reflect on it, you're going to remember the positives. But when you're in the trenches, mm-hmm. it still feels very raw for it me. Feels, it's very, very difficult. So those mothers who are like, oh my God, it's the most magical time. Yeah. Their children, they maybe, you know, have ch- their children are. Or maybe their much. experience was awesome. Or maybe their, ex- of course, because that, that is that way for some people. Yeah. My and mom loved it. My mom was like, oh, she'll be a, what are those, surrogate mother or whatever, but. <laughs> like a wet nurse. She, oh, yeah. She's like, she loved everything about. <laughs> oh, a surrogate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would, she would, she like, would carry a child for yes. someone. Oh, wow. Yeah. She loved being pregnant that much. And that's great if that's your experience and everything. But I don't know. I didn't have that, especially with the breastfeeding. And I, I really struggled with it. So 
Everybody's experience is different. Did it turn... This is what I'm interested about, or interested in. Um, is the moment when your boobs become change from a tool, mm-hmm. or from a, a fun thing, a fun, I don't know, part of your sexuality, to like a tool mm-hmm. that has a job. Yeah. You know, because we spend so long in the beginning of our you know, before kids, it's like, well, guys want to touch him. Let me play with them. And, you know, yeah. And the book talks about how sexual and then they turn into like feeding stations, neither for the mom nor the baby is breastfeeding instinctive. Like, which you would think it would be. And to some extent, That's what really? Yeah. Like even so babies do know how to suck. Yeah. I was going to say sucking is, but, to latch properly yeah. without harming the the b- body of the woman. And then the woman doesn't know. And maybe we did know and we've lost it along the way, you know. But we for now, you know, that's why there's lactation consultants and like a whole industry yeah. around, hey, um, try this and try this and try this and keep trying and quit trying. I remember... When oh, I was doing it, God, went, that sounds miserable. I went to the lactation lactation consultant probably ten times, and I remember crying and oh, Sue, <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> and thinking, screw this. If his IQ is four points lower, so be it. <laughs> you're going on formula, and that's what I did. And I never looked back. I mean, every kid's different too. Some kids have double the appetite of other kids. Mm. I could not keep up with this kid. Oh, he was hungry. Yeah. Day and night, night and day. And when he was done feeding, he wasn't full or satisfied. And then as soon as I gave him his first formula, he was silent. He was blissful. And so was I. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. My sister, I remember breastfeeding him and I was on the phone with her and he was done and he was crying. And she goes, Suze, that's not normal. Interesting. She's like, after they're done feeding, they're supposed to be... Yeah, they should be like in a food coma. Anyway... So that was my That's experience. So fascinating. It wasn't good, but I'm going to get all kinds of things from people and they'll be like, me too. And I'm going to feel okay. Yeah, you will. You'll get a whole <laughs> bunch of that. Um, let's talk about lift. Yeah. I thought you were talking about <laughs> breast <lift>. boobs. <laughs> I was like, we good. Yeah, sure. Throw that in there. No, we're partnering with lift and we have a special offer for you guys, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Lift is a ride sharing app. It's super easy to use, not intimidating. And here's why I love it. Because they have cute little pink mustaches on their cars <laughs> and they come get you That's sometimes. why you love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because I hate, number one, finding a parking spot, Worse. paying for parking. And Worse. then if I'm going to happy hour or a date with my husband, well, we're going to drink. Yeah. And so we have to You know, this is great. I, I, heard, I read a recent report that said the number of fatalities in drunk driving related incidences has gone down an ex like a crazy amount because of, of ride sharing. These ride sharing. It's so great. It's really great. What they wanted, you know, everyone to know is that they take a lot of pride in their drivers being super into making the experience positive for the rider. So it's all about that. And also, you know, that crazy surge pricing you've heard about, that happens and people get billed like a million dollars for like a two second yeah. ride. 
Well, they don't have that. Oh my God, really? Yeah, they have primetime pricing, which is a higher rate, but there are caps. And oh, so that's fantastic. You're not going to break the bank. ridiculous, yeah. those charges. Go, here's the fun part. Go to lift.com slash brain for this special offer. It's so fun. You get $10 off each of your first three rides. What? Each of the... F- Oh, okay, because that wasn't the offer that I used an offer code that I heard on another podcast for Lyft a while ago, and I got $10 off of just one ride, and mm. I got a free ride home from the Well, and you were probably super psyched about that. I was super psyched. And we're giving away three. That's Three really $10, uh, $10 off r- rides. So if you take a short ride, you get yourself a free ride, yeah. sisters. So visit lyft.com. Slash brain. Yeah. And oh, you know I spell that. That's right. <laughs> Let's hope so. If you're listening to this, you should. Yeah. So lyft.com slash brain and you get yourself 30 bucks in, in. Oh, and here's how it works. Just so you know, you go to that URL, lyft.com slash brain, and then you put in your phone number. It activates your offer. And then that 30 bucks is loaded onto your app. So it's you nothing. Do you don't have That's to do it. anything after that. Done. Yeah, so anyway, you'll love it. Let us know what you think. And let's talk about boobs. Anything else? Uh, um, oh, this is like an overshare. I love it. I know you do. <laughs> Tell me. The very first time I remember feeling those tingly feelings in special places, if we know what we're talking about here, Yeah. was to the movie Breastmen. Which what was is that? The movie that came out in the nineties with David Schwimmer <laughs> starred whole- as the guy who invented the breast implant. And the whole movie was just like but boobs everywhere. Wait, is this sort of like a drama? Yeah, it was like a movie, like a about the men who invented breast implants. And like of course Hold there were just like girls and boobs on. the whole time. And I it was like I was like <gasps> Boobs. See, that was your lesbian moment. Yeah, it kind of was. That was probably what spiked Laid the it. the groundwork Oops. for... I just wrote on mine. Oh, look <laughs> at that. Well, they stick out so much. I mean, That's true. Well, okay, wait. David Schwimmer, he's an unlikely cast for a breast man movie, I think. I guess he bared a resemblance to the original inventor of the uh This bag. was pre-Friends. Oh, actually... What year are we talking here? It, it had to have been... Po- it, Mm, good question. It might have been simultaneous because I was young. This is and so I wasn't weird. that young when Friends was on. I was like, so maybe it was pre-Friends. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so there you go. What it was just you like? It was at on them. HBO. Oh, it was on yeah, yeah, HBO yeah. in the at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and I was home from school. I think a lot of people have HBO to thank for their like <laughs> special feeling. Real sex. That was like, <laughs> I love that show. Oh my God. That show would sometimes turn me on more than porn would. There's something about not seeing, but like no, knowing everybody knows what we're talking about, but we're like, I don't know. Oh, Sarah. Okay. Question. Let's get serious here. <laughs> okay. Off of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how 10 being super involved in your intimate moments one being not at all are your boobs during sex mm. how active of a role do those two have um since the implants yeah that has increased of course yeah but i would still put it at um three or four okay and do you get enjoyment out of it no okay 
that that's the other thing. I don't really either. Well, at least not in most of the time in the way it's being done. Gentlemen out there. Let, yes. Let me just. We have an announcement. <laughs> yes. Announcement. Announcement. Announcements. <laughs> don't flick them. Don't don't do any any fast move. We don't. I I mean unless this unless you're like that we're at the tipping point and this is like a finishing move and like maybe a little speed. But there's never an excuse to do like the on no. our nipples. I don't want. And I've had this conversation with pretty much every single one of my girlfriends, which means every single one of you guys is being far too aggressive. Like, I don't know what you're doing to them, but don't. Yeah. So like soft, gentle. Okay. Yeah. Don't touch my nipple. Yeah. I kind of don't need you to (laughs) kind of like avoid, like maybe (sighs) like a a little kiss or like a nibble here. Like I like that, but like the, the, like the, like they, or rubbing it's, it mm-hmm. like, please stop. Like it would, it would, it it, it works the same way as downstairs. I'm sure it there are some work. women that are into. Maybe that. there are, but I am a highly sensitive person. Yeah, like my nerves are like all the yeah. time. So to do that to stimulate that area is like overload. Well, and you know what I have a problem with is that I'm all about symmetry and. Oh, they're never treated the same. No, there's a favorite. They there all is. have a favorite. And sometimes we'll be in the moment and like my husband will move away and I'm like, eh, eh, nope, you got to do the other one the same now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell him, you know, so. Yeah, I don't like it. And they, that's the thing. If I, if my husband had his way, that one to 10 scale would be way different than it is. The three mm. to four is like what we negotiated yeah. okay, kind of it. silently. Yeah. I just don't think, I mean, like, they're into fun it. to, like, play with, like, or, like, hold. Like, you can hold the whole thing. But... <laughs> Sarah, the funny part is you can't see, but she's actually demonstrating. I'm doing all these moves, like, the flicking, the holding. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a really padded bra today, too. So you look great. That helps. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. The, the old Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah, they look good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to us talk about boobs, you guys. Are we done? We sure are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you, do you know, have anything more to say? Well, you're so cute. No, nah, you know, I'm sure I can come up with something, but maybe it'll save it for a conversation I'll have on Twitter with somebody. Yeah, follow us on uh, Instagram, Brain Candy Podcast, and uh, let us know what you think. We love you. Oh, no, I have something else oh, I want to say. Oh, Wait, I got We have to say it. What? What about the new move movement of topless? Like how women oh, are yeah. saying... Free the nipple. Free the nipple. Are you for it or against it? I was against it until I saw the video about the founder who said like men used to have to wear shirts at the beach and then they decided to stop and there was a big uproar and some were arrested and everything. Wow. And so like the st- there was a stigma, but then they kept doing it and so eventually the stigma went away and now it seems silly that they were ever covered and that we have to go through that Growing pain period yes. too. Do you know who Tig Notaro is? Yeah. So she did an amazing uh, stand-up routine where she ended. She had a double mastectomy. Yeah. And she did her stand-up routine without a top on. Yeah. And nobody said anything. And nobody did anything. Why? Because she kind of has more of a male male look. Like she already looks or dresses like in that way. And now they took away her boobs. So like. 
what the heck? Yeah, that's what, okay, and yeah. she wouldn't get arrested for that. But if you take off your top and you have boobs, you do. So like that to me is, I don't know, it needs to be examined. Well, Instagram I think has lightened its rules. It's still unfair, but like mastectomy people and breastfeeders are now allowed to. Oh, good. Show, but um, sexualized breasts are still banned. Man. So. Just interesting stuff to Female think Female breasts. Yeah. Male sexualized breasts are fine. So That's weird. That's the problem. So comment, tweet at us, talk to us on Instagram, all those social media things. Tell us what you think about... Free the nipple. Free the nipple. Wh- are you, you should for free it? the nipple. Would you do it? Now, when I'm in Europe on those beaches, you bet your ass I go topless. I love it. It feels so freaking good. I mean, I couldn't do it walking down the street, but on a beach. You can in New York. Wow. Social change, man. Social change. I love it. Let's chat about it online. See you guys. Bye. Talk to you later.